This is the Andy Haynes Less Excuses, More Results podcast. Hello, and in this episode, I'd like to talk to you about goal setting. It's one of those things that I think we know what the words mean, but we tend to get switched off or we tune out when we hear the word goal setting because we think it always applies to other people and not to us. But this is one of the main things that will really help you to achieve if you do go out there and goal set. And I guess most of us will think of a new year as being the time that we will sort of goal set, set those resolutions and really sort of get ourselves on our way for that new year. And yet, like any New Year's resolutions, they would sort of start for, well, maybe a day or two, a week at the very most, then you soon go back into your old ways. So let's then have a look at how you should be setting your goals. And the big thing is to have your reason why. It's the one thing that sort of floats your boat, puts that fire in your belly, gets you out of bed with that spring in your step. And these goals should really ignite that passion within you that drives you towards the success you want. Now, remember, when your why is strong, the how then becomes a lot easier. Expanding on this, it's critical and crucial to reflect on what's a truly important thing to you and how your goals then enhance those aspects of your life. If it really is something that you are passionate about, then it will happen. And this is something that you can't be frivolous with. It's something that you need to spend a little bit of time really drilling down on what your true reason why is. One of the things that works for me for setting my reason why is to maybe make my goals a little bit selfish. And what do I mean by that? Well, I'm not really a selfish person. I will go out of my way to help other people probably more than I would even help myself. And that is great and it's a lovely quality. The only challenge with that is that if for whatever reason, you know, you, you let's say it's me and my wife and maybe we have a word or two, not that it happens often, but hey, it goes on in all families, doesn't it? You know, I sort of lose a little bit of my reason why if my passion is to do things for my wife. And so just being realistic, it's okay to have some of your personal goals set in with your reason why, because then that's the bit that will give you that fire in your belly and make you move forward. So as well as doing it for others, don't forget to include a few goals that are going to be perfect for you and really drill down into the detail of it. What do I mean by the detail? Well, if your thing is holidays, where do you want to go on holiday? What does it look like? Have you looked at some brochures? Have you looked at some videos? Have you seen it? Can you picture yourself there on that beach or in that sea or maybe sort of in the desert or wherever you're picturing your, your holiday to be? If your thing is about having a different car, not necessarily a, a Lamborghini or a Porsche or something like that, although there's nothing wrong with that, but if it's just about having a different car, maybe a newer car, can you picture it? Can you see it? Have you looked at them? Have you sat in the car? Those things just really help to bring it to life. And, and I used to struggle with this because I realized the idea of sitting in a car would sort of make it real for me. But I was also thinking, well, you know, why am I wasting the time of the car salesperson going out and test driving them? And that's what their job is really. They want to inspire people, the future generations, to come back and buy one of their cars. It's not about just walking in today and buying it off the street. They're well aware that it takes time for people to make up their mind to make sure that this car is the right one for them. So by you arranging a test drive in your favourite car really is a great thing for you to go and do because then you can stay in touch with them, you can see what the latest offers are, you can see what's going on. And when the time is right, you will know exactly what you need and how you need to move forward, who the contacts are going to be at that car dealership. And more importantly, you will have a vision as to what you need to do to be able to afford that vehicle. And you can put that then in your goal list to help you then to move forward to have that reason why fulfilled. So start always with your reason why. And talking about goals, we just touched on there for your goal lift. 
It's interesting because you'll see a lot of people saying that your goals have got to be smart, realistic, achievable. And you've, you've all heard of smart goals. Realistic and achievable is okay up to a certain extent, you know, but you should be setting goals that challenge you, okay? Whether they should be within reach or not is where the sort of argument tends to come in. I like the idea that for some people, they don't mind stretching themselves if they think that goal is within easy reach. And if that's you, there's nothing wrong with that. The other side of the coin, though, is I don't want you just to set yourself up to be average. Most goals are realistic and achievable is what the average person will, will do. And there are some people that really get driven by having this really mahusive goal, you know, this really sort of, um, sort of stretch goal that nobody necessarily really knows how we can do it yet. A little bit like, you know, Richard Branson uh, wants to go into space. Elon Musk wants to go into space, you know, and the idea of sort of going to Mars, that's not happened yet. Could it happen? Well, in Elon Musk's head, he can visualize it. He can see it. He can make it happen. And maybe there's a goal for you where you really want to change things. Nobody else is changing it. And you really want to find a way of doing it. There's nothing wrong with setting a goal that is that big. Uh, at the moment, unachievable. The What seems to be impossible dream, it's okay then to make that possible along the way. If that's the way that you work, absolutely fine. And, and I would be right with you. For the rest of us, maybe it's just that stretch goal we need to have. Something that is just out of touch, but we could, with a little bit of effort, have it within our reach. And those realistic goals, they're like stepping stones, really, leading you towards the pinnacle of your success. Each of those achievable goals is a victory in its own way. It's a testament to your dedication and your effort to make it all happen. And it really is important to ensure that your goals are both challenging, but also attainable, if that's the bit that you need to have, that they are just slightly out of reach for you. Make sure that, you know, you can have it, that you could do it if you really put your mind to it. And this balance really helps you to maintain motivation. It then avoids that frustration that comes for all of us when we're setting unattainable goals and applying this smart principle, which is the specific, measurable, achievable, relevant and time bound. Using that framework can really help you particularly uh, for sort of making sure that you will achieve moving forward. Now, as well as setting your realistic and achievable goals, it's important that you document them as well. By documenting, I'm meaning writing down your dreams and watching those dreams that you then sort of manifested because you've written them down, seeing them turn into the goals. There's a real power in penning down your aspirations and it transforms them then from those sort of fleeting thoughts that you might have had once to those actionable plans and those written goals can be your roadmap to success. It's interesting because by writing down your goals, not only helps you to clarify them, but it also helps you to serve as that constant reminder and the motivator. Read them quite often. I've seen them in some instances even being laminated and put in the bathroom or in the shower room. The ensuite, those places, or when you're having a shower, you can sort of see them on a the morning. I've seen people put them as their screensaver, either on their desktop computer or maybe it's their phone. You know, it's a really simple and yet effective way for you to keep your goals at the forefront of your mind. And by keeping them up front, then they really are going to sort of drive you forward. This is particularly powerful as well when you get those down days. You know, life isn't just a flat line. It's actually full of highs. It's full of lows. And we're all great when we're on, on a bit of a high, when we've got a bit of a buzz going. What sort of really searches us down to sort of dig deep is when we're on some of those low days and by just getting out your your goals 
and sort of reading through them, that reason why, if you're on a bit of a down day, that really will help to lift you up. And I find, for me, just my favourite piece of music, or maybe just taking the dog for a walk around the block, just changing my state, just changing my mindset, really effectively helps me to get out of any of those down moments, to get me back on the up again, and get me moving up. It's okay to have some down days, you just don't need to stay there. You've got to realise that rather, rather than wallowing, in that downness, in whatever it is that's going wrong. You've got to soon recognise what the challenge is and what the problem is, but then realise you've got to get yourself away from that and get yourself lifting back up again. You know, it doesn't matter how many times you fall over, you've just got to lift yourself back up one more time. And I've just found that something very, very useful to keep it in my head if ever I do feel myself down. And, you know, just get your documentation of goals out, just get your written aspirational plans out. It really will help to move you forward. Now, when you've written them down, then the other thing you need to do is to prioritise them, okay? In that great garden of your life, prioritising your goals that matter the most is a great thing to do. And I'm using it the gardening of life because it's a little bit like a gardener who tends to the most vibrant flowers first, focusing your energy on those goals that will bloom beautifully in your life. It's those that will give you that true fire in your belly and that motivation that you see the beauty in what you're doing as well. And this step then is about distinguishing which goals then will have the greatest impact on your life. And that means you can then dedicate the most resources that you've got to achieving them. If you prioritise them effectively, then that will really ensure that you're not spreading yourself too thin and you're making those truly tangible progress in the areas that do matter most to you. And because you will see yourself moving forward, you'll see real tangible process um, sort of happening for you that you'll think, you know, you are on that right road to success. And, uh, you know, that goal is within sight. Here's another powerful thing you can do, not for the faint-hearted, but it truly works really, really well. And that's by sharing your goals with others. Now, if you share your goals, it builds a community of support around you. You need to be a little bit careful who you share them with. But if you share them with a trusted person, somebody that's not going to ridicule you, uh, if you share them with the right community and you vocalise your ambitions, then you're opening your door to them to come and encourage you and give you advice and give you that shared wisdom and let them inspire you to see you moving forward. The other side of this is the fact you'll get people who are knocking you and turn around saying, oh yeah, come on, have you got that millionaire yet? How much money have you got in the bank this, this month? And that is fine for some of us. That really does motivate us. You know, we tend to say, yeah, keep it coming. You know, I'll show you, I will become that millionaire or whatever your, your goal is. But for some of us, it can really get us down, really knock us. It depends who it is that's doing it. But if it's our relationship partner or maybe a parent or maybe our best friend, it really can be a tough thing to do. But if you find yourself a buddy, an accountability buddy who gets you, who understands you, who will encourage you to go out there and make it happen, you know, they will then be the wind beneath your wings. They really will help you to go and soar much higher than you'd be able to do on your own. So sharing your goals with others can truly create that support network that you need that will hold you accountable and give you the assistance that you need in order to move forward. And it really can be the best form of encouragement uh, or even collaboration with people to help you to move forward to achieve your goals. But of course, they won't know what your goals are unless you share with them. So choose wisely, but it's a great thing to do to share your goals with the right people. And then as you're traveling forward 
on your journey, the next thing you need to do is to regularly review how far you've come. It might be that you need to just make a few adaptations to what you're doing. A little bit like if you were the pilot of a, of a plane, or maybe you were the captain of a ship. You know, you set off from, from port, you're sailing on the seas, and of course the waves are going to bob you backwards and forwards, and you've got the engine running trying to go from A to B, but of course you're being pushed off course every so often, and your job is to navigate the right course, so then that journey to success success, you know, really does become that you achieve what you want to achieve. It very rarely on that journey to success will be a straight line, okay? It will often need constant adjustments and resilience in order to keep going. So it's truly important for you to regularly reassess your goals and make sure that the progress you're making is towards where you want to end up. And of course, this then along the way allows you then to adapt those strategies as needed and stay aligned with your evolving priorities and those circumstances. And so you can set off in the right direction. Just make sure that you're on track, a little bit like a sat-nav in a car. If for whatever reason you take the wrong turning, it will recalculate and say, ah, oh, let's get back on track and really make sure that you do end up in the place where you want to be. So regularly review and adapt your course should you find that necessary. And then communicate effectively those goals. That communication of your goals with true clarity and conviction will really help you because when you express your aspirations clearly, you are then invited others to join that journey with you in fostering that shared vision. So you're on your journey, you're checking in, you'll know that you're reviewing regularly and you're collaborating the, the, with other people, your thoughts and your vision, really make sure that you are achieving what you want to achieve. And this is about learning to communicate with the right people, especially in the team or organization setting. If you're doing this as part of your family, maybe with your relationship partner, or maybe you're in business with somebody, really truly make sure that everyone understands what you want to achieve, what they want to achieve, and that everyone is truly aligned with the same objectives so that that collaboration will help you then move towards the end goal. And then think of ways that you can positively reinforce what you're doing. By this, I mean you've got to celebrate success. There are little stepping stones along the way. It's not just when you arrive, because of course success isn't just the arriving, it's actually the journey. And there'll be little stepping stones along the way that's so important for you to celebrate the successes that you've made when you get to those little stepping stones, no matter how small those little steps are. That positive reinforcement is going to be the fuel for your journey. You know, like in a car, you have to keep topping it up with fuel along the way. That's where your little celebrations, those little milestones will come in. It can be very simple. It can be maybe just going out for, you know, a drink or something with some friends, or maybe go to a favorite restaurant or something. But it really is important. It doesn't have to be an expensive thing. Just need to recognize and celebrate the success. Doing something that really talks to you is a personal celebration. And each of those celebrations then is that true acknowledgement of your progress and gives you the opportunity then to recharge, reset, refocus, and then set off again on your journey ahead to get to that end goal that you're going. By recognizing and celebrating those small victories along the way, it's so crucial for maintaining your motivation, really going to help you break down the journey into those little manageable parts that then thinks, I can do this. Sometimes, you know, they, we say about eating the elephant, don't we? It starts with just doing it a mouthful at a time. What might seem a huge goal for you getting from A to B, just breaking down into those little steps will then make it a lot more manageable and then provide you with those regular moments of achievement and encouragement along the way will really help you to get there. So do always set time to 
get your goals, to get your priority of your goals in order to lay out your 12 months. And a lot of people talk about a one-year goal, a three-year goal, and a five-year goal. And I actually buy into that. I think there's a lot of having the long-term vision of a five-year goal. The only challenge I have with five years is that me personally, I can't see five years time. I know where I want to be in five years, but I don't exactly know what it's going to be looking like. Whereas I do know where I want to be in 12 months time, in one year's time. So for me, I set my five years goal and my three years goal and my one year's goal. My five year goal is sort of a bigger vision for me, but then it gets the clarity as I get nearer. When I'm one year away from my five year goal, is when I determine my true clarity. Let me explain it in a slightly different way. Let's just say that I may be living somewhere on the South Coast. Where should we select? Let's say it's Bournemouth, okay, on the South Coast. And maybe I know that within a year, I want to maybe get as far as London for whatever reason. I can see that that's just up the road from Bournemouth. It's not too far away. But maybe my five-year goal, maybe I want to be in Scotland. So I can head off in the general direction of my five-year goal, head off towards Scotland. I know where that is. I know it's north of Bournemouth. I have to head north, whether that's the, the M1 or the M6, whatever route it is I take, I know it's heading up north. But I can set my one-year goal to help me to visualize where I want to be along the way of that five-year goal. And my point is that when I've then spent the first four years that I'm just one year away from my original five-year goal, I will be nearly in Scotland. And now I'm nearly in Scotland, I can get then a lot more clarity on my next year. So within that clarity of Scotland, I can now determine I actually want to be in Edinburgh or maybe I want to be in Fort William, or maybe it's Glasgow. And not just, let's say, Edinburgh. I know which area of Edinburgh I want to be. And I know maybe what street I want to be living in as well, or what style of house. I can get that clarity along the way. But it started as a five-year goal of heading in that direction. And the clarity came along the way because my circumstances between one year and five years will change. And your circumstances will as well. Maybe new family will come along. Maybe new jobs come along. There'll be different things that you have to adapt, which you couldn't possibly put inside of your five-year goal. And so that's why I'm saying that set the five-year goal, but truly map out your 12-month goal. We can all see 12 months, and that 12 months we can break down into monthly goals, which indeed then we break down into weekly goals, which then we can break down into daily goals, and which then we can break down into hourly goals if you want to. And then it's about scheduling your time every day for the things you want to go away and do. And by scheduling time into your diary means that it will happen. If you've got an, an appointment to be at, you will always be there. If you had to go meet somebody, you would be there on time and make sure that that happens. So setting goals and appointments in your diary is absolutely the right thing to do. The balance, though, is that it can't be all work and no play. So you do need to schedule in some downtime, some time when you're going to be with your partner, maybe with the family, the kids. Maybe you've got a favourite programme you like to watch. Maybe you can record it, but then you set time in your diary to better go and watch it on catch-up and really make sure that you've got that as a sort of a celebration, a reward for having achieved things throughout the day. This is now your time for rewarding yourself with your downtime. And, and it really, truly helps you with any form of guilt. I know that before I started practicing scheduling things in my diary, I used to really sort of have that time where I'm sort of having my downtime thinking, oh my goodness me, I forgot to do this and I forgot to do that. And the time that I'm then working, I'm then busy thinking, oh, actually I should be at home with the kids or I should be doing this with my partner or I should be doing this. And you're forever feeling guilty about not doing the other thing. 
if you can practice, and it does take practice, if you can take practice of scheduling your diary every hour of your diary, then it actually becomes a great tool for you to be able to visualize what is working time, what is play time, and what is downtime. And there's no guilt then because you made it all happen. It's still work in progress for me, but I do try and do that all the time. There are times when I think that I'm not a very good husband. There are times when I think I'm a rubbish dad. And there are times when I'm thinking that oh, no, I'm, a, I'm a, not a very good boss to, to my team. But conversely, I know that I've worked on that over the years. And I know that I've got a true balance now that my team know exactly when I'm there for them. My family know exactly when I'm there for them and we can have a tea time together or maybe we've got an outing. And more importantly, my partner knows when I'm there for her as well. And that uh, we've got that time that is our special time and there's no guild every other time around. So make sure that you do prioritize your goals, get your five-year goal as your vision, get your three-year goal as your stepping stone along the way to five years, but more importantly, work on your 12-month goal. That you can really see. You can build real clarity into that and break it down into those monthly goals to go out there and achieve. And do you know what? The whole world is your your oyster in the sense that you can achieve anything you really want to if you set your mind to it. And I really wish you every success. It just starts with that simple step and just by getting going. If you plan it out properly, then you will be on the right track to know that you're going to end up where you want to be. So I hope you find that really, really useful. My name is Andy Haynes. The whole idea of my podcast is I want to help you to have less excuses and more results. And I hope that by goal setting, that's going to set you along the way. Thanks for joining me. We'll see you again next time. Bye for now. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram and TikTok. Just search Less Excuses, More Results on social media.